Hello, welcome to the Transform Live podcast. I am your host, Joe Tran, um, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. Um, in today's uh, episode, we have Dan Wirt. Wirt, yep. Wirt, okay, Dan, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate, appreciate yeah. you having me on. You're welcome. How are you doing today, by the way? Doing well. Just taking some uh, time off this week, a little bit of vacation time. So uh, just coming out of... Uh, out of the house and getting out and yeah exactly yeah. nice that's really cool all right well dan uh tell me a little bit about yourself like who are you today <laughs> that's a loaded question who am i today <laughs> like everything <laughs> like, no like, like, who was i yesterday <laughs> who will i be tomorrow yeah no i appreciate it so um so my name's dan and uh i from a work standpoint, uh, I'm vice president of sales and marketing for uh, a beekeeping products company, Harvest Lane Honey out of Salt Lake City. Uh, I've been working there for about 18 months. I also um, work part-time for Bethel University here in Mishawaka, Indiana as a, a director of esports. Um, um, husband to Wendy, been married about 27 years, uh, have three children. One's a senior in college, one's a freshman in college, and another's uh, 14 in uh, eighth grade. Nice. Okay. So, just All right. a little bit about me there. <laughs> just awesome. Well, thank you for, for letting me know. I'm going to write that down now. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but uh, hey, so um, so we're going to be talking about your story. Okay. So, I mean, you've told me your story uh, some time ago, um, and uh, it seems, it, it sounds really inspirational. I think a lot of people would really relate to it, I think, um, and I really hope it does connect with people. I believe it will. Um, but yeah, uh, so from what I remember, you you grew up in the church, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Grew up in the church, and um, um, my parents were divorced when I was 14, um, and that was kind of a tough you know, certainly a tough time and everything. And, and uh, my older, my brother and sister, several years older than me. So I was pretty much, you know, the, uh, on my own, as far as I didn't have any brothers or sisters in the school where I was attending and things like that. So, but that was a tough time, you know, kind of growing up and then, um, you know, then going on to college and, and doing all of that. And then, you know, kind of getting married and, you know, living the, trying to seeing where you're at today and where you want to be at tomorrow mm -hmm. and and you know seeing how far you how far you yeah. have to go basically yeah. is uh is kind of you know kind of that and so i've had you know kind of ups and downs over the over the years um but then uh you know as we all kind of go through the the hills and valleys uh, in our spiritual life um you know i was struggling um you know a few years ago just kind of just really struggling in my spiritual life and everything and um and then something happened um you know major from a health standpoint and, and which we'll get into um but it really it, it kind of really affected me and uh in multiple ways and really was something that god used in my life um to draw me back oh, you know, okay. draw me back you know to the church back to him and and everything yeah. okay and so when you were uh when you were a kid growing up in a christian home like so like did you really know jesus per personally at that point in time or were you just like christian by association kind of a thing so no we um i mean growing up the church i gave my life to the lord when when i was you know young and i don't know how old maybe and you know seven eight nine years old or something um went in youth group did you know all of those types of things and and you know, I mean, I felt connection. I knew I was saved and everything. And then, um, like when my father left, that was very, very difficult uh, for me. And and I still, 
I still had to go through, you know, high school. Um, I had to work uh, while I was going to school to help, you know, pay for family's bills because, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, you know, growing up. And um, I still maintained kind of that good kid on the outside. But, um, you know, on the inside, you know, I was rebel and I was doing what, you know, rebellious kids typically do. Um, and, when, and when I went all the way to college, too, it was kind of then I was the first time I was on my own. You know, I got to make my own decisions and got to do whatever I wanted to do. And and uh, and, and that was that was difficult, um, you know, and, and challenging to kind of go through that. Um, but then early on, after after I graduated from college, I was just kind of just struggling in my life. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I didn't know, you know, I know I knew what I wanted in the future, but I didn't know how it's going to get there. And I was going through some depression and stuff like that at the time. And, you know, one of my college roommates, um, you know, was working for a, you know, a prestigious consulting company in Chicago and another one was going to medical school. And, you know, and I was working, you know, part time in a retail job. And and I'm like, something's wrong here, you know, um, but I was going through a lot of depression and and I just didn't see you know, a way out. Um, uh, Satan had blinded me, basically blinded my, blinded my eyes, which is interesting because of kind of what we'll be talking about later. But I just, I couldn't see the path forward. And uh, through some depression, I, I decided to, uh, to end it. Uh, when I was 22 years old, uh, I took a, uh, an overdose of some antibiotics that I was on, um, ended up having to go to the hospital, had my stomach pumped out. Um, you know, and, and that was a tough time in my life, 22 years old. And I had the, you know, my whole life ahead of me and, and I felt like I wanted to end it. Um, and at that time, the pastor at the church that we were attending, you know, he came in and, and he says, Dan, you know, have you, have you read much of the Bible? And I go, no, not, not really. And he's like, well, I just want you to focus on Psalm 23. Just focus on Psalm 23, you know, read it and, and just meditate on that and just kind of allow the Lord to speak to you during that time. So I'm like, okay. So I, I, I started reading it and I got about as far as he leads me beside the still waters. And, and I just closed my eyes and I, and I just got this, this picture in my mind at that point that I was this little kid. I, I just closed my eyes and I had this vision that I was a little kid and I'm running through, you know, a field or a forest and Jesus was walking along with me, just watching. And, you know, and I was just running around and playing and having a good time. And he just was kind of watching, walking along with me. And we came up to this, like a stream or a creek or something. And I started throwing rocks and, you know, how, like when you're a little kid and you, you throw rocks, you try to skip the rocks across the uh, the water and you see the splash, you see the ripple, everything like that. And, and um, pretty soon though, there weren't any more rocks to pick up and, and the stream started getting calmer and calmer and calmer. And that bothered me. And because I didn't, you know, I didn't like that calm stream. And, and it was at that point that I threw myself in and the Lord really showed me that 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 kind of was me giving up and trying to you know take my own life but it was at that point where he reached in pulled me out you know and and he said to me back way back then he said you know i knew there was going to come a time when you'd get yourself in over your head but i wanted to let you know that i was always there for you you know i'm, I'm always there to to you know guide you and lead you and everything um and then I ended up being baptized um, when I was 22 years old um, at that point. And, and then that kind of began, 
you know, my, my adult spiritual life is, is growing, you know, through that. And, and, uh, you know, then was married and started a family and everything. But, but that's kind of, that was kind of the, 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 the start of my spiritual journey, mm-hmm. uh, back, back then. Wow. That is, that is incredible. Um, so one thing I want to, I want to touch on is, cause I think a lot of people can relate to this is, so you said, you know, as you said, you were struggling with suicide. Um, what were the thoughts that were going through your head before that moment? I, I think the biggest thing was I didn't know. I, I knew what I wanted. You know, I knew and, and I saw this, the future of, you know, having a good job and having a family and getting married and having kids and all of that. But in my pathway was just like this maze and and i i couldn't see how i was going to get from where i was at that moment to where i wanted to be everything it was you know satan had put blinders on my eyes and i and i couldn't see you know faith is is you know is is, is seeing you know and believing what what you you can't see um but yet i didn't have that faith I didn't have the faith that God was going to get me through there and and on. I was just going through a lot of depression. Um, you know, I, I had just graduated from college and I felt like, you know, I wasn't, you know, making anything. I felt like I didn't have a good job. All of these just just frustrations that were kind of going. I And I didn't, it wasn't that I really wanted to take my life, but it was kind of like a cry for help. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people kind of go through that, um, is that, you know, that cry for help and, and um and it was something that god used he you know he kind of gave me a second chance and uh and it was then when i decided okay god you know you gave me a second chance at life i i guess i owe you a second chance you know from a spiritual standpoint exactly well that that is amazing and so what i wanted to point out there was because i think a lot of people relate to the to the thoughts that because like correct me if i'm wrong but i'm sure you like the struggle that you were dealing with was your how you valued like you felt like you were of no value because of you know where you're at in life and you couldn't it you couldn't see the connecting points to where you wanted to be if i mean because so what i wanted to get to was uh satan tends to attack us like mm-hmm. like that right he always attacks our identity first he always wants us to believe that we're not worth anything um well, and the other thing that, that I didn't mention, but I, you just yeah. made me think of it was part of that depression that I had um, was the void that I had in my heart from mm-hmm. when my father left. Mm-hmm. And so those rocks that I was throwing into that creek, mm-hmm. you know, God basically shared with me that, hey, those rocks were all the things that I was doing to try to fill that void. So, you know, there was you know, success or wow, alcohol yeah. mm-hmm. or, you know, re- failed relationships yeah. or, you know, I occasionally, you know, smoked marijuana or, mm. t- you know, th- that type of thing that God showed me that all of those rocks, that doesn't satisfy. You know, mm. it may give you a temporary relief mm. or a temporary high or whatever, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have lasting satisfaction. Yeah. And and he said, only you, lasting satisfaction and what you really need to fill that void is me you know and 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 that's that's so very true yeah so very true that is so i didn't i didn't even think of it that way wow that is uh that is profound (laughs) 
<laughs> Write that down. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So yeah. let's uh, let's talk about what what happened after this. Yeah, yeah go yeah, ahead. Yeah. So fast forward um, to kind of you know recently, and by recently, you know maybe the three four years ago. Um, so Mark chapter ten fifty one to fifty two. So it says when Jesus called Bartimaeus to himself and asked, "What do you want me to do for you?" The blind man simply replied, Rabbi, I want to see. And in response to the man's heartfelt plea, Jesus said, go, your faith has healed you. And immediately the man received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Now that was a sermon that was part of uh, what our pastor preached in, in February of 2018, okay? Um, and it overwhelmed me at that time. And I just sat there in the pew, in the chair, in sermon, middle of service, and I just cried out to the Lord right there. And I said, Lord, I want to see. And, mm. and, and this was per particularly meaningful to me at that time because at that time I was about to have my third eye surgery, mm. my third eye surgery in three months to reattach a retina in my, in mm -hmm. my eye. Um, and two prior surgeries had, had, had failed. Um, you know, twice before I had kind of gone through an extensive uh, a, a period of time and everything like that. So it was at that point where I really, you know, struggled. What what, what was I going through? Why was I going through this? And um, you know, and 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 that that kind of began the process of God saying to me, "I want you to start digging into the Scripture." Mm -hmm. So and kind of so, but kind of before that is you know, take you back a little bit before is. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm 52 years old now, so mm -hmm. this is my late forties. And, um, you know, as, as we get older, our eyes kind of start to, you know, get yeah. a little bit failing and everything. And, and I was struggling with some of the, uh, um, the, the small print on, on things and, yeah. you know, getting teased with my, by my wife and kids and, oh, dad, dad's getting blind. You know, mm -hmm. dad can't read anything. Um, but I was kind of struggling there and having difficulty. You know, get so I started. I broke down, got the cheaters and everything, and that mm -hmm. helped for a while. Um, but then over over time, it just kind of started getting a little bit worse, a little bit worse. And finally, I I broke down and went to the the doctor, got an eye eye checkup, and and um, they're like, yeah, you need to get glasses and stuff. I'm like, oh okay. So you know, I got glasses. Well, then a few months after that, then it it, it just kind of worsened again, and I'm like, well, that's odd. I mean, I just had this so i you know went back and, yeah. and they go well your prescriptions changed you know it go ahead and we'll we'll get you another setup and so they did that changed the you know the lenses and and i was on my way yeah. um and this happened like a a couple times two or three times more and and i'm like this isn't right i mean it's mm -hmm. one thing where if your prescription changes maybe once a year or something mm -hmm. like that but changing like four times in the span of you know 8 to 10 months so something's going on yeah. so then i went up to um uh, my one of my college roommates who went to med school was an ophthalmologist, and uh, I, we were going up to visit them. And I said, "Hey, you know, after church, can we swing by your office and do a comprehensive exam?" And, and he's like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." So we come over, and and uh, he does a full exam, and and kind of got to the bottom of what was going on. I had cataracts, mm. and and I'm like, "Whoa, wait!" And he's like, "Yeah, Dan, I know you're young, but he said my you know my father had cataracts when he was about your age, and he's like, the good thing is is this is my specialty. Uh, you know, I do cataract surgery. I do laser surgery, everything like that. And, and uh, you know, we can schedule a time. So 
I'm like, okay, great. This was in April uh, of 2017. And um, later that year in October, um, I decided, I said, okay, let's do it. We were going to have do one eye, get mm -hmm. the cataract taken care of and everything. And then a couple weeks later, um, get the other one taken care of. So, uh, you know, we got that first first one done and, um, you know, everything went went fine. Um, but then a week later, um, I'm sitting in church and um, I just just wasn't really feeling that well and everything. And then and then I'm I'm sitting out in the foyer area and that's when I first noticed it. A uh, person came up to say hi to me and it was the weirdest thing because I, I could only see this person. I could only see her from the waist up. Her, her, in my vision, my line of vision from yeah. my left eye, I couldn't see below. And I was like, this is weird. I looked over at a sign. I could only see half the sign. There was a black curtain that had come over the bottom portion of my sight. And um, I, I, I just, I freaked out. I texted my daughter. I said, hey, take the boys home. I'm heading home. And I was just overcome with emotion. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm dry. I started to drive home and I'm just, I'm just sobbing wow. because my, my vision is just all of a sudden something's going. Yeah. I can't see. Um, and I couldn't even make it home. I, I got about as, you know, halfway home and I, between crying and my vision and stuff, I, I couldn't even drive. I called my wife. I said, come pick me up. So I got home and, and I called my, my friend, yeah. my uh, ophthalmologist and, Kind of told him what was going on. And I said, you know, there's floaters and stuff. And he says, well, he says it could be one of two things. You know, it could be, you know, just the medicine and all of that stuff. And he's like, are you seeing any flashes of light? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. He said, go into a dark room, close your eyes and look around. And when I did that, I saw what looked like lightning bolts. Okay. And and it was at that time he said, Dan, he said, we got to get you to a retina surgeon. Oh, no. um, and that was kind of the beginning of this long ordeal um that i uh that i had to go through it was i, I ended up getting surgery two days later mm -hmm. um for uh, uh retinal detachment i had a retinal detachment and um and then i ended up having you know five weeks after that christmas day my um, my, my sight started bugging me again um, i went in to the doctor's office again on that monday and it had detached again, this time in another spot. So I had to go through a second surgery. Um, five weeks after that, um, it detached again. And at that point, that's both the first two surgeries were done here in South Bend at mm -hmm. Memorial. Um, and after that second surgery, the doctor was like, you've got a serious issue. I'm going to refer you up to the University of Michigan, up to the Kellogg Eye Center up there. And, and, then I, that's what I went up there and I started making mm. trips there and, and had a, my third surgery, which was like a three and a half hour complete. And by then, you know, it had almost detached completely. It was basically hanging on by a thread. Oh um, um, but he pretty much lasered it all up. Uh, I ended up having one more final surgery, um, in July, just kind of on the periphery. Um, so I ended up having a total of four you know, four eye surgeries. Um, I don't really have much vision in it right now. Um, but God used that situation um, and everything that I went through um, to, to to bring me back to him. And and it was the craziest thing. And, you know, he, he, he showed me, he told me to start getting into the word and, mm -hmm. and looking up things like 
eye and eyes and sight mm. and blindness and everything. And um, once I did that, yeah, I realized I'm like, there's five, there's over 500 references to the word I in the Bible, you know, and, and, and hundreds of references to sight and blindness. Mm. And, and through that process, you know, God showed me that there's a, there's a correlation between physical sight and spiritual sight mm. and physical blindness and spiritual blindness. Mm. And, and that, he used that to basically say, I'm not going to heal your physical sight. I'm going to heal your spiritual sight, mm. you know, and, and just to show me how spiritual blindness is so much worse than physical blindness and just so many different verses and everything. And, and, uh, you know, God just used that, that time in my life, you know, to draw me closer to him and then, then to share my story. And, mm. you know, I started writing and, and writing scripture verses down and, and started kind of sharing my story with, with people. And, yeah. and it's amazing how God worked. Yeah. That is, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know all this, man. <laughs> like I've known you for like a year or so. And yeah. I just, I mean, I, I kind of knew your story, but I didn't know about like all of that. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know it was that recent too. Yeah. Just, uh, um, the first surgery was in, um, um, actually October, late October, November, early November of 2017. Mm. Um, then the second one was, uh, two days after Christmas, mm -hmm. um, 2017. Then, uh, the third one was in February, 2018. And then the last one was, um, um, July of 2018. And, uh, and mind you, I had still had cataract in my other eye. Oh so I had struggle. I called it my one good bad eye. <laughs> and, and I still, I, yeah. I still to this day, I joke about having my one good bad eye. Yeah. Um, because I, I really couldn't see anything with my left eye. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not functional. If I close my eye, I mean, I can make out something or yeah. make a, but I can't function. I can't see the computer. I can't drive or mm. anything with, with just one eye. Um, but I still had cataract in that other eye. And I mm. basically had to go through that because, you know, the doctor, we waited. I waited until probably several months after that last surgery mm. until I finally decided to get that other eye taken care of, you know, and, but I was worried. You know, I said, w what happens? What happens yeah. if the same thing goes through and I become blind and I can't see and I can't work and everything? Mm. And, and that was very scary to me. But, but I just had, I just had a sense that, you know, God was like, you know, I'm not going to let you go through that mm. again. Um, so I ended up having the cataract surgery on, on my right eye and everything went fine. And, mm. um, now we didn't put in, he didn't put in the big, the, you know, high-tech lens and stuff. It was just the basic lens mm -hmm. um, because my surgeon said, you know, I want you wearing glasses. I want yeah. you wearing cheaters just for my eye protection. Yeah. Um, so, you know, now I just have go through life with one eye and pretty much and uh, yeah. kind of gotten used to it, yeah. um, you know, but it's, it's, it's just been a, 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 a challenge um, especially when I was going through it. Mm. I mean, I'd never had surgery before and yeah. that first surgery I had, man, <laughs> yeah. I kicked my butt big time. Wow. It, it really took, took a toll yeah. on my body. Have you ever had surgery or? Uh, me? No, yeah. but I've broken bones. Yeah. So that's, uh, it's not the same thing, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, uh, so, so a question mm -hmm. I have for mm -hmm. you is how, how did your relationship with 
Christ grow through all this? I mean, from, I guess what I'm asking is what is, did your level of joy in Christ grow over time through this? Yeah, I would say, yeah. Um, and especially because I've told people mm-hmm. that, you know, people ask me, well, if you had it to go over again, if you had it mm-hmm. to do over again, you know, would you have wanted to go through that? And I say, yes. Mm-hmm. And people are like, wait, what? <laughs> you, you know, you went through multiple eye surgeries and detachments yeah. and everything like that. And I said, yes, simply because of of how God used that in my life and how he drew me closer to him. Um, I don't know where I would be, you know, if I hadn't gone through that. No. Um, you know, was it a was it a joyful time when I was going through it? No, no, mm-hmm. not at all. Um, but God opened up my eyes, so to speak, my spiritual mm-hmm. sight, uh, and just and 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 I didn't start. Now, I had already gone through two eye surgeries, and I was getting ready, you know, to 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 undergo my third eye surgery mm. when I really started getting into the word. You know, so I had gone through, I, I, I really struggled with depression and going mm-hmm. through and, and, and I really, I questioned God. I was like, well, you know, why, why, mm. why, why did I go through this? What, what is going on? I mean, I had, you know, the pastor and elders of the church come and anoint me with oil and, yeah. and pray for me. And, and, and I believed in faith that I was going to be healed. I believed that I was going to be able to see again. Yeah. And, and, and when it wasn't happening, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I really, I really struggled with that fine line between faith and doubt. It was like mm. walking a tightrope, you know, yeah. when faith is on one side yeah. and, and doubts on the other. Mm. And, you know, and, and, and it was a very difficult, you know, time in my life. And, and finally, when I, when I kind of got out of my pity party, so to speak, and, and, you know, began to delve into what, what the scripture had to say about these things, that's when I think God used that time to kind of, to get my focus off of me hmm. and then onto him hmm. and then eventually onto others. Yeah. Um, Cause I was part of a, I was part of a, uh, an online support group on hmm. Facebook and there was people from all over the world that had had similar issues. Yeah. Um, and I was able to meet people and, and, you know, kind of share my story and, and hmm. encourage them and everything like that. Um, and, and, and God used that in hmm. my life. That's awesome. Um, so right now there's most likely someone who's going through the same things, you know, um, they're probably not close with God, you know, and they're, they're probably struggling right now, most likely, and they don't know what to do. They, they're just, they're just dealing with this. Well, what would you, let's say you're in the room with them. What would you tell them? Mm. That's a, I, I don't know how anyone can really go through a struggle and ordeal, what be it physical, um, emotional, mental, everything, mm. and go through such a, a, a difficult time without the Lord. Um, because, you know, the Bible teaches us that, you know, in this world, you're going to have trouble. And, mm. and, and it rains on both the righteous and the unrighteous. Mm. And it doesn't matter. You know, we live in a fallen world and, and, and to go through and not have that hope, mm. you know, and some of it may be hope for, um, recovery, 
Mm -hmm. uh, some of it may be just, you know, comfort and peace to be able to, to, to really go through that trial, but to not have that hope and that peace, mm -hmm. um, it, I, I just, I can't imagine, you know, people kind of going through that. So, you know, I share my story with them, um, and, and I share and I tell them, you know, how God used that in my life, you know, cause there, I always tell people what happens to us in life is pretty much one of three things is what I, I usually say is number one, it's choices that we make mm -hmm. and, and, and we have to suffer the consequences <laughs> sometimes, you know, we all been there, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> choices that we make, we got ourselves into the mess. Yeah. The second is a choice that someone else made, you know, mm -hmm. like, so my, you know, my father, um, um, leaving and divorcing my family, that affected me, you mm -hmm. know, as, as a 14 year old kid. Um, so that's a choice that someone else makes or, you know, if someone else makes a choice to drink and get behind the wheel and they go and they crash and, and kill someone, mm -hmm. you know? And then the third thing is, is I see that, especially for Christians, mm -hmm. things that happen to us, things that God allows in our life, you mm -hmm. know, because ultimately he's trying to develop us and trying to um, mold us and shape us to become more like Christ. Um, but in order to do that, oftentimes we have to go through those trials. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like, um, if you go through trials, you know, count it all joy. If mm. you go through, no, it's when you go through mm. new trials where we are going to go through trials. Yeah. But I felt in this in instance that this was a, a trial that God allowed to come into my life mm. to use me, to use that to, to draw me closer to him, mm. to, to help me to become more Christ-like, mm -hmm. um, even to allow me to see how much my wife loved me mm. just from how, you know, she was afraid. She didn't know what was going to happen. She didn't know, am I going to be able to work again and support the family and stuff? Mm -hmm. You know, but she took, you know, care of me during that time frame. And I mean, how many eye drops that she had to put in my eyes yeah. and, and, you know, and, and drive me back and forth to work, for, you know, for a couple of weeks. And so just kind of seeing some of those types of things, um, you know, guide you. So I, I would really just to share with people, you know, if you're going through a struggle, um, you know, the, really reach out to the Lord. He's there for you. Um, you know, he's there, um, kind of say to heal your past mm. and, and, and be a help for the present and a hope for the future. Awesome. So it's kind of the, the three H's, you know, and yeah. heal your past and be a help for the present and a hope for the future. That's awesome. Mm. Wow. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know your story to this uh, until tonight. You know, I mean, I, I read a little bit about it, but I mean, this is, this is absolutely amazing. I, I know mm -hmm. it's going to be uh, impactful for a lot of people, um, most likely around the world, because, you know, this podcast has been listened to. And I don't know, last time I checked, it was like probably, I think, f either five to eight countries, you know, uh, at least 17 states were listening in on this. So, um, but I guess, I mean, I guess that's it. Would you, uh, would you like to say a prayer for anyone that might be listening to this? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Dear Lord, we just, uh, thank you for this opportunity. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the opportunity, um, to be able to speak to people all over. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, years ago and, and, you know, we couldn't do this without mm -hmm. technology. You know, people yeah. actually had to go, to a, a physical place 
you know, halfway around the world to have an opportunity to, to share the gospel and to share, uh, how you can work in their life. And, and here we are tonight, uh, just sitting in a, in a small little studio mm-hmm. in Mishawaka, Indiana. And, uh, there's people all over the United States and all over the world that, that are listening tonight. And, and I know that there's some folks that, that are struggling. There's, there's some folks that may be struggling with similar, uh, issues. They may be struggling with, uh, health related issues, financial, uh, emotional, um, spiritual. Uh, I just pray for them, Lord. I pray that they, you would open their eyes. You know, mm-hmm. Satan has blinded people's eyes. But Lord, we know that you can open blind eyes. And I pray that for that individual who maybe he's been considering, uh, you know, taking that step of faith and, 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 and turning their life over to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I encourage you right now, wherever you are listening, I encourage you to not be afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Christ is so, <laughs> I can't even begin to tell you. What he can do in your life, and if you just trust him, you know, and 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 the, for those people who have <laughs> sitting there listening and they feel like they've made a mess of their life, well, you know, God is all about cleaning up messes, mm-hmm. and and I would just want to encourage you right now to to just reach out to him and say, okay, Lord, you know, I'm struggling with this, and I don't know what to do. I'm at I'm at my wit's end. I'm at my end of my rope, and I can't take it anymore. And this is a, your opportunity to just give it over to him and to pray and to say, okay, Lord, you know, it's yours. My life is yours now. Please come in and do what you want in my life and begin to change me from the inside out. Remove the blinders from my eyes, the spiritual blindness, and give me sight. Give me spiritual sight that I can see what you are doing in my life and I can see how much that that you mean to me and that I mean to you. And in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks, Dan. Yeah. I really appreciate you sharing your story on the on this podcast. Um but yeah, um to our listeners, um that's it for today's podcast. Um I really appreciate everyone that subscribes. I mean, I get emails from people in Japan asking for a new episode. Well, here it is. Here's our newest episode uh, with Dan Wirt. Yes, sir. Yep. Um, And uh, so if you want to follow me on social media, my uh, social media handle is J-O-E-T-R-A-N-316. Um, but if you would like to share your story on this podcast, feel free to email the transformed life podcast at gmail.com. Uh, but we really appreciate, uh, everyone that is, uh, you know, listening, uh, listening to this. And if you really like this, uh, this podcast and this is your first time listening, um, and you also feel like our episodes are really spiritually helping you, feel free to, you know, not just, uh, subscribe and hit like, but also leave a, a five star review. So, cause that stuff, uh, boosts the visibility of this podcast to other people who need to hear this stuff. So we really appreciate everyone and we'll talk to you next time.